Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. I believe that one of the things people do really well if given a proper opportunity to actually do so is visualization. That means, in this case, of looking at a situation that is being proposed or created so that they can actually visualize what a potential outcome could be. I'm talking about, well, to use an example, say if you're a, uh, a structural engineer and a city or town wants to replace an old bridge with a new bridge. And you say, okay, fine. And then you have uh, many proposals, mock-ups, drawings. And in this case, let's say they wanted something very, very out of the ordinary. Very different. Very thinking out of the box, so to speak. Well, that's, that's fine. And they could have some very far-out stuff. But other than drawings and mock-ups, the ones that have to deal with the reality of actually accomplishing this, of course, are the engineers. And just because certain proposals, visually or aesthetically, may appeal you could have engineers that could look at this and immediately say, well, I don't, I, I, well, what do you, doesn't it look incredible or fantastic? Well, yeah, it, it looks that way, but uh, there's this annoying thing called physics, and I don't exactly know right now. Let me get back to you on that <laughs> after they <laughs> look at this thing. But yeah, there are, for instance, you know, there are uh, structural limits, physics. They have to deal with those limitations. So that's just one example of what I'm what I'm talking about. So it's for that reason that um, certain things that uh, perhaps you know me we may want to happen, do happen, and conversely, there are reasons why some things don't happen. Because the way it's supposed to work is that when you introduce something that can bring about, you know, absolute huge sweeping changes um, in society, it's pretty much the same thing you have to have entire groups of people you know look at this and so they can say well 
yeah, this is this is overall going to benefit society. It's a good idea or no, this is really fucking stupid and we shouldn't do it. At least that's the way it's supposed to work. Now there is a new thing coming down the pike. Actually, the the idea for it is not new. Um, it's in one in one way or another, it's been around for I guess 30, 40 years. But it for various reasons it never gained any traction. But especially now, um, since we are such a admittedly uh, digitized society, this thing is, in my opinion, rearing its ugly head yet again. And unfortunately, it seems to be getting quite a bit of traction. Now, <clears throat> at uh, the risk of sounding somewhat hyperbolic, I, I just want to say it's not, I, I certainly don't feel it's not a generational thing. It's, you know, understanding what the implications of something is that is supposed to be the idea with age because we've been there and done that and we are supposed to have the knowledge of experience and youth by definition doesn't because there there really is a difference between seeing something on video and actually having lived it there is a big di difference and when you go through hell in your life because of something whether that be an you know a uh, a war based on ideology or or whatever it has a tendency to stick with you. It gets kind of deeply ingrained, which I think is actually a good thing. So, what I am uh, <clears throat> what I am talking about here in this case is a removal of currency. Um, which. I think is well it's um, it's a bad idea and that's putting it quite mildly but they've been kicking this around and the let's just say they're uh, they're called proponents of the idea but it's my opinion that actually they are people who are basically being paid a lot of money who are in key influential positions to once again bring about a sweeping change in society and uh you know what's another term page shill there we go there you have it so what they talk about is, as an example, is how much money it cost to make the money. 
um, especially with paper currency. Because from the time it's printed, it, you know, has a finite life. And depending, depending on the denomination, um, the more common bills, ones, fives, tens, um, of course, they're the, the quickest to go. But we're talking, I think it was like three to five years. And uh, they're talking about basically what they're saying is, is the, uh, the added cost of printing and making this money. And of course, that does not um, affect coinage, literal uh, minted coins. If for any reason that they simply, you know, they're metal, they last so, so much longer. But even that cost um, a great deal of money. And so uh, they've just let the, uh, the cat out of the bag and let everyone uh, within earshot that will listen to this contrivance. <laughs> and I uh, said, well, we should just, you know, get rid of the whole thing and, and use cards. Um, citing not just the cost of keeping and maintaining actual currency, but they said, well, you know, we, most of us today, we spend all our money and make all our purchases with on cards in one form or another, credit, debit, you know, it, we use cards. So once again, um, it would be, you know, much more secure and we don't have the cost associated with that. And so we should just do, do that. And, um, I'm going to go way out on a ladder here and uh, what I would ask right at this moment as I'm saying this before I go any further you know you could actually you could actually pause this because I'm going to ask you what do you think I would ask you to if you're able to actually just pause this before I say what I'm going to say and test yourself with what I've told you so far, you know, just pause the thing and think about it as long as you like and come up with your own ideas before you hear what I'm going to say. So are we back yet? <laughs> okay. Um, I am not in any way, and I do not believe I ever will be a proponent of this. And there are um, what I feel are some very good reasons. Um, yeah. I feel as though <clears throat> something like this is a a civilization changer and I don't mean for the better. 
humans have always bartered in one way or another. And it's not just the act of trade, whether you use cash or if you use a card, or again, if you're just bartering this thing for that. But we've always done this. I mean, that goes without saying. But that's not what is at issue here. In this case, there's a difference in recognizing the difference between what two people or more people want to do and want the freedom to be able to do without there being a record of every single transaction you do. There is something extremely dark and odious about such a thing. And it's my feeling that when, if or when we would do such a thing, um, it's over. It's over. When we can no longer make trans transactions um, without the peeking eyes of anyone else, particularly governmentally, um, you 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 have no autonomy. So, as an example, um, if there is no currency, we're still going to have supermarkets. We're still going to have, you know, places that sell the items that we buy every day. The difference is if you went in, let's say, to a supermarket full of food, but you cannot buy anything without a card. A card which tracks every single item you buy. And I understand, <clears throat> I understand that there are certain people, you know, you may roll your eyes at this and you may say, okay, is this guy a little nuts? Is he, is he paranoid? I don't care. Well, the thing is, you should care. Because, once again, to speak the old adage, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And... It's, it comes down to the issue that you are not able to keep something private. So it's not, let's say, it's not so much the items, the milk, cheese, bread, eggs, whatever it may be that you're buying from the supermarket. It's not necessarily that in and of itself as the issue. What it is, what I'm trying to say, is that that is only just the beginning. Because if they implemented something like this, if that was done, you know, they're not going to go 
full bore, full on Orwellian nightmare to begin with. All of these things of a tyrannical nature, typically, usually, they start very gently. They start softly. Just like you, uh, you corral your stock. You know, you don't set off bombs and explosions with your herd, <laughs> whether that herd, you know, be cows or sheep. Um, you want to more or less, you know, very more or less gently kind of nudge them along to get them to do what you want because you don't want to stampede. They know this. They, the ones that want this, they know this. So, you know, this could start out, you know, very uh, uh, genteelly, let's say, you know, harmlessly, until you're conditioned. So, it may start out as uh, an experiment just for, say, shopping for groceries. And then that goes, well, maybe there's a few problems here and there, but overall it goes really well. Okay, let that go, I don't know, two, three, four years. Okay, now we're going to expand it to um, other places. And they'll have to give it a, a name, perhaps, or some sort of program or a government agency program name because they're very good at doing that but they have to have this you know um above board but um of course they'll be along with that um there is pr work that has to be done but my point is is that things of this nature social conditioning they, there are groups that do this. They work with and for the government. Now, newsflash here, this is not an anti-government tirade. Certainly not as much as it is an anti plutocratic tirade because that's who owns our government so you're not going to you're not going to me uh hear me um trying to ever whip you up into some anti-government conspiracy bullshit i feel as though what i have always tried to say is the reality that our government is controlled by an oligarchy. And so that's what oligarchy supports. But this would be, as far as control is concerned, this type of thing is just for the general population is yet another nail in the coffin of freedom.
So this would not be implemented in a very hard, absolute fashion. It is introduced softly. One little thing here, okay, that works out real well. A little bit of grumbling, maybe a little pissing and moaning here and there, but eh, people ease up because that's the way people are, because that's the way masses of people have to be conditioned. And you have to, it takes time, you have to do it slowly. So, you know, do this maybe starting in, I don't know, supermarkets. And um, you have to have this card. This is aside from, you know, maybe your regular debit card. Maybe it's a special card. Or, for that matter, maybe at that point, and I'm not talking... I'm not talking five, six, seven years down the road here. I'm talking in the next two or three. If it's a little later than that, well, I won't be off by much. But they would introduce it something very common, something people do every day, but also something need to do, have to do every day. So I'm thinking, say, groceries. Then after that's going along for a couple, three years, and it goes pretty smoothly, okay, we're going to introduce it now to um, other stores. You know, big box um, oh, hardware stores or home centers, as they're called. <clears throat> but eventually, it may take seven, eight, ten years from now. But I'm saying the goal, their goal, the goal of marketers and controllers is to have a cashless society. And effectively, you could not trans make any transactions, especially any transactions of note, um, without a record. I believe, and as many of you should know by now, that uh, although I appreciate various religious tomes as oftentimes sensible information, I do not subscribe to any religion. But I believe there was some mention, perhaps, again, I'm not a religious person, but vaguely I remember something uh, talked about the mark of the beast. And I believe perhaps that was in Revelation of the uh, King James Version of the Bible, of the Christian Bible. Again, I could be wrong, but there is some kind of warning about not being able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Now, this is nothing new. Um, many individuals of very questionable 
psychological stability have brought this kind of thing up in the past. I, as a matter of fact, I believe going back, I don't know, 30, 40 years, but whenever um, debit cards first uh, be started coming on the scene, God, I'm really showing my age now, but that's okay. When ATM cards and ATM machines um, started becoming fairly common, you know, it had to start somewhere. I remember being very young and seeing this thing, and I was like, what's that? <laughs> it said, well, it's, it, I think they might have even been called money machines then, because that was their their basic function. Um, but yeah, you had these, um, you know, proselytizers, again, thumping the word and declaring that it was the absolute end of the earth and it represented the mark of the beast. So I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just mentioning it as a, as a peculiar reference. But... <laughs> it is kind of strange. I don't know about you. That's not a world I want. And um, if at any point they are seriously, because they, they test the waters first, test marketing. Everything's marketing. Everything in the West, everything. And I mean everything in one form or another is marketing. So, for instance, and I'm not going to go into it, but just as an example, the whole thing with the U.S. Supreme Court, the whole debacle about a leaked, um, a leaked uh, conversation or directive or something concerning possibly overturning Roe v. Wade. Well, in my opinion, it wasn't leaked. That's bullshit. Nothing there is leaked, quote unquote. It's sort of like, sort of, kind of, accidentally on purpose, putting very, very important papers and files and just going into a Starbucks you work in the office, let's say, of the one of the most absolutely secure places in America. You work literally at or in the Supreme Court building. You're an actual secretary in this place. And some files, file, literal physical folders, files you happen to have with you because who knows whatever the hell reason and you went to a starbucks and you just accidentally sort of kind of left them on the damn table after you ordered your crappatino bull shit it's test marketing folks and kick this thing out here 
Okay, they put this out here and they say, okay, let's see how the sheep will react to this. That's what they're doing. This is a dry run. This is what is called a dry run, a test. Tyrannies always do that to get their finger, to get their pulse on where the quote-unquote people stand. So nothing was leaked. <clears throat> it was put out there for test marketing. And that's where they're at, to get their, their feelers. And so, as far as this thing about the uh, elimination of uh, currency, uh, they, 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 the proverbial they, would absolutely love that. Because that's a marketer's dream. It's not just marketing. Because marketing represents control. I mean, my God. That is the perfect scenario where you know every single transaction, perhaps even down to the nickel, and what everybody does. And you can look at this when you're doing the analyzing. You, you can do it and group it because the analytics, they can put this in any uh, grouping they wish. They could do it by uh, age demographic, sex demographic. They have a million different demographics and they can plug all these people and all these numbers. But guess what? Not just that, but here's the thing. If they need to, because I'm not saying that they're going to be tracking, they're sitting around tracking you as an individual every time you buy a burger or a pair of sneakers or whatever the hell it is that you buy. They don't have to do that. But the point is, if they wanted to know, if they had a reason, whatever reason they choose, not your choice, their choice. And if that were the case, then in fact, through the card, through your debit, through anything, they can track you. They can track everything about you. That means even where you are. I mean, does is there anyone? Sometimes it's like this. Hello, is there anyone out there listening to me? That's what I feel like. Is there anyone home? Is there anyone there? Because does it not seem like the most bizarre thing in the world that a person simply cannot, as a free moral agent, simply go away? simply fall, proverbially you know and you know fall off the map disappear 
It doesn't mean necessarily they're dead. It doesn't necessarily mean they are a criminal. Just sometimes, some people want to not be followed. That's why it was even up until the, um, you know, certainly by the turn of the uh, 20th century, and some sometime a bit before that, certainly, you know, we had um, men who uh, went out into the wilderness and uh, disappeared, otherwise known as mountain men. <laughs> it's not like they were on some kind of pilgrimage to go out and wander out into the mountains to die. Maybe they were just, you know, they have written about this. They were just sick of society. Now, some people might say, well, you know, to do something like that, well, maybe maybe you already had a bit of a a masochistic streak in in you to begin with. And 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 maybe that's so. Maybe that's the case. But what I'm talking about here is that at least they had the option. In other words, integration, all of the aspects of it, this multifaceted thing, you know, multiculturalism, multi, 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 everything. And it's like, you should also have a choice if all you want to preach from the pulpit is an endless tirade about choice, it, to me, stands to reason that a person should also have the choice of being left alone, of being left alone. That is my point. But as far as this threat of the non-currency is concerned, I sincerely believe that life as we might even envision is over because it is the antithesis of freedom. I wanted to tell you about our new comment contest. Doesn't cost you a dime, and you could win a fabulous prize. All you have to do is leave a comment in the comment section for each episode. And if your comment is chosen, you, in fact, will win a fabulous prize. Drawings are once a week, and we will uh, notify you in advance if you are the winner. And also get your permission if you want us to read your name on the air. So, you have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to win. Other than that, I hope you had a really good day. 
and I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.